From the airport in Toulouse, France, this is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my high pleasure to have as my guests Adam and Tiffany Farabaugh, both uh, the Army uh, personnel, uh, Adam, a retired sergeant, and uh, Tiffany, a, a major in the reserves. Mm-hmm. I have that straight. Yes. And the reason we're here in uh, the Toulouse airport is we're on our way back to the States from Lourdes, France, where uh, we have uh, participated in the uh, Warriors to Lourdes U.S. delegation to the International Military Pilgrimage. Uh, and uh, so welcome to our microphone. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you very much. <laughs> and okay, so uh, we've had a, quite an experience uh, here uh, at Lourdes. Uh, Tell me, what was it like for you guys? Oh, was, I didn't know what to expect, but Lourdes was beautiful. I mean, so many different places to visit and see, and where uh, St. Bernadette saw the Virgin Mary, and just all the different militaries that showed up, like, especially Espana. I mean, there is a lot of those guys, and it was just, it was cool to see. How about you? Oh, uh, it was a great time. Uh, I also did not know what to expect, and I was in a unique position to kind of compare and contrast to a previous pilgrimage that I had been on, uh, the Camino Santiago uh, from from St. Pierre de Port in France out to uh, Santiago, Spain, and uh, it was a, it was just it was a uniquely wonderful experience to be immersed in something you didn't have to walk too far, but it was a whole. Just, just a whole bunch of different things going on, and it was, it was, it was incredible. And, and the military side was just even that much better. Well, it was, for me, it was interesting uh, not being in the military, watching all this pomp and circumstance and high pageantry and all the uniforms and the bands. I couldn't tell which were which, though. Uh, the only one I learned to identify was the Italians, and that's mainly because there were so many of them. <laughs> but uh, let's talk a little bit about your military backgrounds and start with you, Tiffany. Uh, how long have you been in the military? Uh, what, what made you come into the military to begin with? Okay. I've been, I enlisted in the Army in 2003 as a private first class. And now I'm a, I'm a major in the Army Reserve. So I'm a logistics officer. I started out as a 42 Alpha, and that was an administrative <laughs> enlisted person. And then I did ROTC at the University of Montana, and then commissioned as an officer, and that was in 2006. I but see. I've had very so, different jobs. So you, you've been in the Army almost 20 years? or Right, almost 20. It'll be 19 years this August. Yep. I see. All right, Adam, how about you? I grew up a uh, military brat, so my father's retired chief, master sergeant in the United States Air Force. My uh, mother, who's deceased, is a retired senior master sergeant in the United States Air Force. And my sister is a active duty. So she's a National Guard. Uh, she's a National Guard now. Uh, um, Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant Colonel. So in the, in the Air Force. So I decided not to follow that route, and I went into the Army Infantry as a private first class and uh, worked my way up to sergeant rather quickly and then had an unfortunate incident uh, with a grenade in Afghanistan thrown by the Taliban, and it rendered me uh, medically retired at three and a half years of service uh, and still alive, but... um, but yeah, it's a short but 
impactful? Yeah, it was a very short career. Uh, way I wanted to go, you know, 20 like my family members, um, but that wasn't the path. And what I'm what I'm learning on this trip is nobody's path is known. You may think you know it, but take it as it comes and and run with it and make the best of it. And and uh, that's it's just it's it's all culminating to just be really fun to figure out and to follow. No, tell me about the grenade incident. When did it take place? What were the circumstances? Uh, July 7th of 2011. We were on a patrol early in the morning. However, the the uh, the mission got delayed, which is kind of funny that my first podcast ever is because we've been delayed. <laughs> uh, so it, the mission got delayed. Uh, we didn't get the infill and the cover of darkness. And uh, I figured... You could tell that uh, it was kind of easy to track our progress. If you had any skill at all, you could figure out where we were. So they knew right. They knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, they knew right where to throw uh, a grenade. I think they were trying to hit our uh, machine gun setup, uh, M240 Bravo, but uh, it hit the tree, hit an apple tree, and the grenade fell next to me with a couple apples, and I leaned away, exposing my lower back. Uh, the plate carrier raised up as I leaned away to get away from the blast. Uh, that sent a bunch of shrapnel pieces into my back, which traveled up to my heart and into my spine. And uh, yeah, it was, it was rough, but uh, I'm still here, and this stuff is still in there, and uh, uh, I had some uh, right leg issues, um, but miraculously, which goes into this trip, uh, miraculously, my L5 nerve kind of grew back together after being severed, which got me my leg back to full use, which is not often. And uh, the the pieces of shrapnel that went up farther uh, tore through the body to get up there, but they couldn't figure out how it got through all the intestines without creating little holes and causing leakage and causing gangrene. So they use words like miracle. Now, mind you, I was not very faith-oriented then. I was kind of finding my way and stuff. So I just chalked it up as lucky, which is a pretty powerful five-letter word for that situation. Um, But I'm on a path now of kind of diving into that more and understanding it more and uh and it's it's exciting it's exciting to still be here and try to figure out why i'm still here so tiffany what made y'all decide to come to lords well i was on active duty at fort hood and then i got uh diagnosed with a a brain tumor so they sent me to the soldier recovery unit where i met chaplain lemur and he's the one that uh, suggested that people that were there apply to Warriors to Lords. So I decided to put in an, an application, but I only made it about halfway through and just wrote a paragraph about Adam, myself, and our son, AJ, who's five. And then I, I, I just didn't complete the paperwork. And then Colonel uh, Chuck, uh, yeah, Galena. Colonel Galena called me and asked if I wanted to go on this trip. He said he was moved by my essay and and wanted me to go. And, and then he asked why you didn't finish it. I didn't finish it because I believe that that other people deserve to be here more than than, than we did. So then I uh, 
I had to write, a, so I needed an endorsement from the chaplain. So the chaplain had me write up something for him. And after he read it, he wanted Adam to come. So our chaplain talked to uh, Colonel Galena, and that's how Adam got on this trip. He didn't even apply. So that's how we got you wanna, yeah, on you wanna, this trip together. You want to talk yeah. about weird and faith. and all, I didn't even apply for this trip, and I'm here. And I can't say that enough to, to you or to anybody else that asked that question about, oh, you applied? No. No, that's how bizarre it was to come to come about. Uh, and we got to celebrate our wedding anniversary, May 12th, here, here in, in Lourdes, France. France. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it sounds to me, you know, you say, uh, use words like lucky, but all this sounds providential to me. Yes? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. The, the, I should mention that we were on the concourse of the <laughs> airport here in Toulouse, and if you hear a little ambient noise behind us, it's uh, just the comings and goings of uh, airport workers and passengers and folks with layovers having lunch. Everyday so, bustle and hustle. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So uh, thank you for your patience, dear listener. Uh, anyhow, um, so... Uh, your anniversary here that must have been wonderful yeah it, it, it was uniquely wonderful in the fact that we were dealing with just uh, uh, like drinking water from a different place and and food that we were unused to and and it, i got sick i was yeah, sick yeah, she was sick like 10 hours of our anniversary yeah. oh dear yeah but but it's okay it's part of the pilgrimage it and it actually brings you closer together yeah when you think you're going to be out at dinner on, in Lord's France, and but you end up, up celebrating, yeah, you, yeah, you end Wait. up looking for medicine, <laughs> and you tr- can't find medicine anywhere. Nobody understood what I was asking for, and I was getting mad. But then I'd come back to the room, and she was sad, and then I instantly am not mad because I see she's sad. You just realize how interwoven you are, even though you're not out on your dinner yet. We ended up making it out that night for a, a, a couple, couple drinks. drinks and, and we then just, we met the uh, Italian police and they gave us one of their patches the, yeah, 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 yeah it was our first show <laughs> yeah. of um, generosity yeah. by somebody where they just came over and they and they, they presented I think they presented it to my wife to be <laughs> perfectly honest uh, two Italian men in uniform mm-hmm. I think were giving me a Good job, soldier. Because uh, <laughs> here's a patch. Here's a, yeah, they were, they were letting her know. Hey, it's cool that you're a soldier, and uh, it was just really special. So a pass to what? Did, oh, a patch, a, yeah. like their oh, a uniform patch. patch. A patch. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I misunderstood yep. you. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, j- just to fill in the background for our listener who may not know, the Warriors to Lords uh, spiritual journey has been taking place every year, except for during the COVID pandemic. So there was a three-year hiatus. But going back to, it was either 2013 or 14, I can't remember which, but uh, the Knights of Columbus and the Archdiocese for the Military Services co-sponsor this annual journey. And basically what the Warriors Towards is, is a U.S. delegation of the International Military Pilgrimage, uh, where um, this year militaries from more than 30 nations gathered in Lourdes uh, to... uh, uh, go to you know visit the grotto uh, to wash and drink the the waters. Um, how much of that did you all participate? Oh, we did it all. Uh-huh. We did every part of it. Some of it we did twice. <laughs> we did the grotto twice for sure, 
and then we did the baths. Um, we participated in all the ceremonies, and it was uh, it w- it was a lot, but it was yeah, very the- like inspirational and soothing and calming, and I think. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have done it other. We didn't even know what Lords France was or what it stood for until. Um, yeah, for for a couple for a couple that tries to make an an hour on Sunday, to, like priority, you you don't realize how easy that hour is now, because we've just done many hours, many days in a row of this, and we didn't have to, and I think that needs to be stressed how important that is is uh, Colonel Galena put, put out right at the beginning that we gave you all the tools to have the pilgrimage that you choose. You can do it all, you can do none. But it's up to you to have the pill. And it, it really set the tone because it wasn't mandatory. And we did most of it, which I think is very telling on how... It, how impactful it is once you become how part it, of it. How it moves you. I mean, yeah. you just don't even realize it, and you're just immersed in it, and it's beautiful and wonderful, and all the people that you meet, it's just it's an experience like nothing else. Just all uh, good people. They were yeah. just all good. We've not met a single, including this podcast, is enjoyable because you're here, which to me makes me think you're just a good person right off the bat because everybody we've met has, has been just great. So it's a, that's what has been really enjoyable about it all. That's been my experience too, by the way. Uh, by way of background, how did both of you come to Catholicism? Were you born, were you uh, cradle Catholics, converts? Uh, how did how did they come about? Uh, cradle Catholic. My parents are devout Catholics. So I grew up in Great Falls, Montana, and I so I was baptized and then confirmed Holy Communion at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Great Falls. I see. I'm talking to Adam and Tiffany Farabaugh. Both of the United States Army, uh, Tiffany a major in the Army Reserves, and Adam a uh, medically retired sergeant. Uh, now, when both of you came here, uh, and you say you've had a brain tumor, you have a shrapnel still in your body from this. Yeah, they, they're not going to take it out. When you go through airport security, do you have to explain that? No, no, it does not. Uh, There are three to four millimeter pieces of of metal that just are peppered. You just can't get an MRI. Yeah, I can't get one. I can't get the MRI because they're afraid the magnet Mm -hmm. might adjust, might move. Right. And Mm -hmm. we can't afford movement in the uh, chest chest cavity area. Got it. Uh, So is your hope uh, in coming to Lourdes... uh, for uh, what relief, a, a, a cure for the, from the maladies you confront? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, honestly, my answer is I'm here now, so I feel like this is just how it's going to be. I really came to Lords for my son. I want my son to in, to grow up in the church system a little differently than I I did. Uh, as Tiffany mentioned before cradle baby or cradle catholic my, myself as well except uh my mother got sick uh when i was about 15 uh and i think my mother and my father were scared or nervous so they, they so they ended up going to church more and getting involved with ccd more and forcing me to be part of it and that at that age it's a it's a scary age to be forced to do things and I kind of developed a, a rebellious stage, 
And then she passed away after surgery, and I developed a very rebellious stage of how could this happen? How, how you, you, you force me to do this, and then this happens? Like, really, I lost my faith. But then these moments in life start happening uh, after she passes away. Still sad she's gone, but moments happen. And you try to understand why they're happening. And that's what led me back to there's more out there. And I'm an adult now. I'm not an adolescent. It's time to... It's, it's time to... I just feel better as I learn more. And I, and I feel better when I open myself up more and I share more. That's why we're doing this podcast. Usually I would just stay on my farm and fish or be quiet. And that didn't help. He's like a hermit crab. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't help. Uh, so, so here we are. And, and I want to make sure that my son can enjoy and, and like, meet, meet the community people. that yeah. church has like the community that we've had here we just we need that at home and it's important yeah I hear you uh, tell me now you were an Air Force brat yes sir uh, where were some of the places you lived growing up oh man uh, the Pentagon down near uh, uh, Burke Virginia uh, I was born in Walter Reed which is funny because I was medvac to Walter Reed so I did both uh Born there and then almost maybe left there. Who knows? <laughs> kind of inside joke. Uh, Ramstein Air Force Base. We lived there. Germany. Uh, in, yeah, in Germany, and then. Uh, and Fort then, Carson, Colorado. Yep, yep. Out at uh, out at Fort Carson, Colorado. So that's what I mean. It's amazing when you have a wife that's just totally involved in your life. Because when I get asked questions I haven't been asked in a while, she's right there to back me up. So. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I moved around a little bit, and then when my father retired, we kind of uh, settled at the farm while my mother finished out her time down at the Pentagon. So she lived in Crystal City uh, alone, and then uh, the family traveled back and forth on the weekends. So we would go down and visit her every weekend and then come back on Sunday or Monday at 4 in the morning. So both your folks were in the Air Force? Yes, yes. Well, you really are in Air Force, Brent. 100%. <laughs> I, I wanted my own way. I didn't want to follow in the, in those footsteps, but I wanted to serve. Got you. But what about you? Do you come from an Air Force family? Tiffany? I do, actually. <laughs> my dad was in the Air Force during uh, Vietnam, so he was a cryptologist. I see. And so where all did you uh, live growing up in the Air Force? So my dad was already out of the Air Force by the time I came about. So he went to Vietnam and went to Malmstrom Air Force Base in Great Falls, Montana. And then... Fell in love? Fell in love. Well, he was a CPA, so he went to the University of Montana where I went to school and then had his own... um, like accounting firm and then that's where I grew up with my dad and my mom mm-hmm. I see how did you all meet Fort Polk Louisiana that's my old stomping ground when I, when I got when I got uh, stationed down there after basic it was only two of us out of my entire basic training class everybody at 90% got Hawaii and, uh, and the drill sergeant looked at me and said I don't know what you did but you're going to the armpit of the country Fort Polk Fort Polk and I was like what what What's down there? And, but I'm an outdoorsy guy, so it was it was love at first mosquito for me. 
First crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> but now there's some great food. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we I, miss it. I love Louisiana. We actually, Honestly, we, we, actually we would just, love to have a lake house there. We said we're going to go like, back to Toledo, Toledo Bend. Bend. We just loved it. To Snowbird. And so. I, met, I was actually at Fort Hood when I met one of my good friends still lived in Leesville. So I came back to visit with her. And that's when I met Adam when he was uh, retiring. I was getting out. So you actually were not assigned to Fort Polk. You were just visiting. And I was. Well, I had been previously married. Um, so that's how I was at Fort Polk the first time. But I had... Took an assignment. I took an assignment. I took a mobilization to Fort Hood. So I was there for three years. And then I had gotten divorced. But. I see. How long have you all been married? Six years. I, it's safe to let her answer for six years. Six years. Six <laughs> years we've been married. Great. Six years we've been married. Well, congratulations. Yeah. You all look so happy to me. <laughs> we, we are. are. We are. It, yes, we are. Uh, it, it worked out for the best, it, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it truly is amazing to to find your 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 other half because uh, it can get lonely sometimes in the world. So it's nice to have somebody there. I hear you. So tell me about your experience with chaplains in the military. Have they had any? impact on your life as a soldier? Yes. So one of the best chaplains I've ever had was Chaplain Strong when I was in the 304 Sustain Brigade in uh, Balad, Iraq. And that man, he was there 24-7 to help anyone, to listen to anyone. He was doing PT. He was everywhere all the time and just such a positive force. Like, I could talk to him about anything at any time. Did he happen to be Catholic? He was Catholic. I yes. see. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the uh, real values of uh, chaplains in the uh, military. Is that that's almost the only person you can go to and have a confidential conversation. Absolutely. It won't get back to the brass, right? Exactly. And Absolutely. So the chaplains serve as a kind of a relief valve, I suppose. One hundred percent. Because there's a, especially in a deployed situation, there obviously there's a lot of tension and. Uh, what orders uh, stuff, pressure stuff you don't want to do that you're you're asked to do but you can't rebu- you can't rebuke you just do it right did i make that word up that's a word right <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm, ve- I'm very okay i'm very authentic right so i just speak as if we're just chilling which we are yeah i hear you um so uh when did you find out that you had been accepted to come on this pilgrimage had to be in in january where are you living now? Evansburg, Pennsylvania. I see. Mm-hmm. And uh, are, are you um, medically disabled? Or can you work? Yes. Yes, I, 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 I am. Well, with limitations. Yeah, with, yeah. with limitations. The, uh, the, <laughs> the government, I, I mean, I feel the government pays me a small living wage and uh, because they know that there's going to be issues uh, mm-hmm. in the, in the near, not near future, but in the, in the future. Uh, I don't, your organs shrink or get bigger. And I can't afford either because right now it's working the way it is and I only have millimeters to spare. And we do what we can to keep it that way. So, I, yeah. And I they, would say about every six months his back goes out. Like the last time he tried to lift something heavy and yeah. he passed out and that's, hit his face. Yeah. And, that, and that's, what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm learning now is uh, you asked about the chaplain question earlier and i'm glad you answered because i don't have an answer well, our chaplain here too our chaplain here is great. yeah the one i met at sru but, he's, he's but who, which one is that uh, lamore lamore yeah, yeah one Lemoore. one yeah father lamore wonderful yeah. man and i've learned so much about the uh chaplains here because they're 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 guys so just like us yeah 
they drink beer. I, I mean, I don't want to get any in trouble, but I don't know what. The, <laughs> Look, I, don't I know did a the, podcast the other night over a beer, so I okay. think. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, we're good. We're yeah, good. I don't know what the rules are, but what I was so fascinated by was they 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 are people you can talk to, but they also like to maybe shoot guns or or uh, or have a beer or they just they're not what I originally thought. And and to your question earlier about what do you think about them, I didn't know anything about them because I was afraid to talk to anybody. I just kept everything to myself. I thought that was what a man should do. If he's struggling, don't show signs of it. Uh, infantry, proud. I just stayed quiet. So I, 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 I talked to one or two of my buddies that could relate because then they understood uh, some, of, some of the hardships. Um, uh, uh, just about the system getting out wishing you could stay in because that was your safety blanket like being part of the army infantry was uh, just incredible and then you're not and it, it, that, that's a I honestly thought at some points the camaraderie missing was harder than the, the pain or the, the injury that well, happened it sounds like they're following Pope Francis's suggestion that they follow, They smell like the sheep, right? The, if you like a, a, a chaplain who can drink a beer, who can get you know yeah. personal. And, oh, it, 100%. So, if you just yeah. listen and, and 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 research a little, what what you can do, like how you can speak, and you don't have to worry about anything. You can the absolute confidentiality is it's got to be like being the best defense lawyer in the world. Gotcha. Uh, I should mention, you spent time at Fort Hood, uh, Armor of God Radio, in, uh, right outside Fort Hood, which broadcasts to Fort Hood and other parts of Texas, carries this podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, so we, uh, we're always grateful that they, uh, they run the podcast. And uh, uh, So in the uh, short amount of time we have left, tell me about your, your little boy. Oh boy, I got to sum that up quick, huh? He is, he is a spitfire. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tiffany didn't even think she could she could have children, um, and, uh, and 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 as soon as we moved back to Pennsylvania to to really yep. start a family, it then started quick. Yeah. So and so he's, he's blonde hair and blue eyes. Neither yeah. one of us has blonde hair yeah. or blue eyes. Yeah. He's the mailman's boy, but I love. <laughs> But I love him. <laughs> and he is so smart and so sharp, and he's funny, and he's just... Quick-witted. He's just a joy. He loves to he's, do everything but quickly. So he, he wants to golf downstairs, then he wants to watch a movie, then, then he, he wants, wants to, to shoot draw. the bow, and like, yeah, he's just a ball of energy. But he already has muscles at five. Yeah, he's, just, he's just such a farm kid. Yeah, so. he <laughs> sounds like a future soldier to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we we've well, discussed that. We don't know if we want. Uh, that, that's a big. I don't. That, that's you, you hit on a very important point that I want to be proud about my service, but I didn't have kids when I was serving. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd recommend the infantry to AJ, but no. I'm so proud of it. It's a really weird scenario yeah. that, and I'm starting to finally understand why. Some of the, the Vietnam guys I've talked to, and my dad, he was in Vietnam, uh, why they don't talk about it, because if you glorify yourself at all as a, 
a great soldier, your, your, ch- your child might want to follow in those footsteps. And what you do and see is really scary sometimes. And you don't want to make his own way. So whatever he I want him to, to like, do. Yeah. I want him to like play golf and win a couple tournaments. Yeah, and so we can retire early. Yeah. yeah I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but we also want to. So we're trying to. We're, we're feathering the way of, of uh, being in church and making it wonderful. And we're also trying to figure out how to tell our story to him so that the first thing he doesn't do is is jump in the infantry just because his dad did. Uh, I'm starting to see some of the lasting effects that I put my father through when I was excited and told him I joined the Army Infantry. I was so proud, and he gave me, like, good, yeah, that's great. But now I'm finding out that he was on the phone with my sister, like, oh, what did I do? Did I push him towards this? Like, he was scared. And then when Adam was in Afghanistan, he went and walked the Appalachian Trail because he didn't want to watch the news. He didn't want to see the news. (laughs) So he walked the Appalachian Trail. And that led to us walking the Camino Santiago. After, so I mean, it's just a really big story with yeah. a, with a great ending because we're here and we're happy and we're talking. And we got an amazing kid. My parents are watching him at home. My brother came up from Florida, and it's and and you, Adam, have a purple heart. I, I do. Yeah, yeah I, I, they presented that in um, in Bagram, uh, and it was uh, it's it's hard to wrap up what it's like because you don't ever think it's coming. You don't have, you you don't want to get it. Um, you're proud to have lived through it. I remember getting hurt, and I grabbed a stick and just put it in my mouth. And my buddy Pete, he's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I don't want them to know that they hurt one of us." Like obviously, they heard the boom go off, and they might have thought they got somebody. But I didn't want to give any satisfaction, uh, so I just I just put the stick in my mouth and got help getting out of there. And they probably figured out somebody got hurt when the chopper. The, the nine-line medevac showed up. But I, even even then, even that the couple minutes, maybe 20 minutes, that they didn't hear the chopper showing up, I didn't want to give them that satisfaction that, that, they, that we needed a chopper. Wow. Well, thank both of you for your service, and thank you for talking to me for this podcast. Thank uh, you. I've been talking to um, Adam and Tiffany Fairbaugh, both of the uh, United States Army. Adam, a medically retired sergeant after being wounded in action in uh, Afghanistan. And uh, Tiffany, a uh, commissioned officer, a major in the Army Reserves. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you very much. All right, that was just great. Thank you. Yeah, we've never done that. Uh, I, I, I...